Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Folds, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 23rd of ER 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Israeli security forces prevented a series of terror attacks, one of which was supposed to take down the far-right member of Knesset, Itamar Ben-Kavir. The Shin Bet released the news today, so that's Tuesday. The report from the security agency and the police say five men were planning to carry out a shooting against the Knesset member, kidnappings of Israeli soldiers, and a bombing that was meant to hit the light rail train that runs through Jerusalem, which would have been executed using a drone. The cell of men was run by a prominent Hamas operative who was also a resident of the old city of Jerusalem. The drone was located and confiscated by authorities, and the police investigation found the cell planned to run and hide in the West Bank cities of Hebron and Jenin after carrying out the planned attacks. Making headlines today is news of a 17-year-old boy who was killed early Tuesday morning during a family street brawl in a Bedouin town in the south of Israel. This is the second time a child was hurt in the town, which is called Hura. Idris Avu Alkian was shot and killed during an incident involving hundreds of members of an extended Bedouin family. He was taken to Soroka Medical Center in critical condition, and doctors pronounced him dead while he was there. Border police officers went to restore order during the brawl, but it must have been too late. The police are now opening an investigation into the shooting. The other incident we mentioned involved a 12-year-old boy who was caught up in a suspected arson, which was committed by the same families. The boy is in critical condition now. The 12-year-old is suffering from second and third degree burns all over his body from a fire at a phone store, which was torched by several men on Saturday, or at least that's what the authorities believe happened. The boy's uncle says he and his immediate family are not connected to the part of the clan that is involved in that violence, and that the fire could have affected anyone who was in the store. Authorities say a violent feud with this clan has been going on for two years. Apparently, Israel's foreign affairs ministry is asking its representatives around the world to stop inviting Taiwanese diplomats to official embassy events in an effort to prevent any resentment from China. If you're not familiar with the conflict, Taiwan, which is an island off the coast of China, sees itself as a sovereign state and their leadership is fighting tooth and nail to defend its sovereignty against China, which plans to quote-unquote reunify with Taiwan and bring it back under China's wing. Most countries around the globe do not recognize Taiwan as its own nation, and so even here in Israel, Taiwan's government representative is not considered an ambassador. Rather, her title is representative of Taiwan's economic and cultural office, and that's in Tel Aviv. All right, now let's get back to the meat of the story now that you understand the Taiwan-China conflict. An urgent message from Hagai Shagrir, who is the director of the Northeast Asia Department of the Foreign Ministry Affairs for Israel, warned Israeli diplomats not 
to invite the Taiwanese reps to events around the world that celebrate Israel's 74th Independence Day or Taiwan's independence, which is going to be celebrated in October. The letter warned that this is a very sensitive topic. Moreover, there's fear that China may soon take military action against the democratic island of Taiwan in order to intimidate the island into unifying with the mainland. The Israeli letter said representatives of Israel should not hold official meetings with Taiwanese diplomats in public places or in Israeli embassies. Now, this is a story I took note of because the Taiwanese representative that works here in Israel just arrived after a 10-year stint in New York City. She just arrived in January. I tried to connect her to a colleague of mine who runs programs and activities for ambassadors here in Israel. He privately told me that it could be a conflict to invite her to join the rest of the official ambassadors on their evening and weekend trips and activities. So I'm not surprised to see that there was a letter that went out about this, and that's why this caught my eye. Officially, Israel and the United States do not recognize Taiwan's independence. Still, both countries have maintained a positive relationship with Taiwan. Though the United States does not officially recognize Taiwan as a sovereign nation, Monday, just yesterday, U.S. President Joe Biden announced that the U.S. would intervene with its military if China goes ahead and invades Taiwan. Biden says the need to protect Taiwan is even stronger now following Russia's invasion of Ukraine than it ever was before. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show, and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shana Fold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Saturday, I was standing on the balcony wondering what in the world is this red-orange color across the skies and clouds here in Tel Aviv. Well, I thought to myself, it must be a sandstorm of sorts, and I was correct. Israel received a thin coating of orange sand for the second time this month. The Health Ministry and Environmental Protection Ministry is warning people to consider that the air might be more polluted now than usually. The areas most affected were actually Jerusalem, the West Bank, the Jordan Valley, and eastern and northern parts of the Negev. The increase in pollution comes from eastern winds bringing dust from Jordan into Israel. If you think that it's dusty and sandy outside and you're someone who has heart issues, lung issues, or if you're pregnant, experts say you should stay inside and avoid doing strenuous physical activity outdoors. Last night's Sunset Series event was absolutely a hit. If you don't know by now, I am hosting events on Monday evenings for internationals between the age of 20 and 40 here in Tel Aviv. I had a few special guests at the event last night, including one very loyal Israel Daily News podcast listener who is visiting Israel right now and decided to come check out our event as well. 
We also had a young Jewish journalist from New York City and a lad from the UK who is just beginning to learn about his Jewish roots and his connection to the land of Israel. I really feel fulfilled because all of these people are considering moving to Israel or at least working here half of the time and they have turned to myself and our beautiful community of Tel Aviv internationals to help them find their way and find their place in central Israel. My heart is full. As for the talk, we hosted former member of Knesset Yehuda Glick to speak. He came and later told me he was really impressed with our thoughtful community of internationals and that it was extra fun for him to do his talk in a bar. He followed up with me after the event and asked me to share news about Jerusalem 55, which is a campaign that he's running to celebrate 55 years of Jerusalem's independence, which that celebration is coming Saturday night into Sunday night. Glick asked me to share that anyone who comes to Israel for a visit should definitely not skip Jerusalem and specifically should go to the Temple Mount, which he says is often missed. Well, I'll tell you that it's missed because the Temple Mount is often seen as a violent place, but Glick says what is needed there are peace-seeking people who are going to go up onto the Temple Mount and, as he says, change the music. The Temple Mount is a holy place for Muslims and Jews. He says he wants both Jews and Muslims to pray and be side by side on the Temple Mount. He also referenced the meeting that he participated in at Israel's parliament or Israel's Knesset. And he said while he was listening to a police officer make a statement, the officer said this year Passover and Ramadan was a big success because no one was killed on the Temple Mount. Glick says that is just not enough. He wants it to be a wonderful place, and he says the only way to change the negative global opinion on the Temple Mount or and of the Temple Mount is to bring people up and make it wonderful. What do you think of this message? If you have any questions about the Temple Mount, feel free to shoot me an email. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 18 degrees Celsius and a high of 26 degrees. That's 65 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 78 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. You can sign up on our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off today with a song called Don't Lose It All by Dove and Shifra. This cousin duo made the song over Zoom during the height of COVID. Pretty cool. Have a great and productive day. Lift me up again. Turn the world on its head.
In the play, we thought we could never 